Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Marie Claire and the Thinker Girls present... We need to talk about. We need to talk about. We need to talk about. No, seriously, we actually do. Today's topic emotional labour. A forward from the editor of Murray Claire, Nikki Brigger. Hi everyone, I'm Nikki Brigger and I'm the editor of Murray Claire and welcome to our podcast with The Thinker Girls. A year ago, writer Gemma Hartley published an article titled Women Aren't Nags, We're Just Fed Up, which immediately went viral. This story about the rise of emotional labour resonated really with every single woman in the Murray Claire office. The concept refers to the invisible unpaid work that women have done for too long, from arranging play dates and calling the in-laws to buying birthday gifts and doing all the chores. Emotional labour is now being dubbed as the next feminist frontier and is more relevant than ever before as women continue to run the household and have full-time jobs. So are we really taking on too much work and what can we do about it? I'm pretty passionate about this topic, so I'm joining Stacey and Christy a little bit later on. But first, I wonder what emotional labour means to the thinker girls. Over to you. Today's episode, we're talking about emotional labour. Before we go any further... Mm. Need a definition. I would imagine that is that someone is being the person to be like, we probably need to talk about that. Or we've had a fight and you know the right time to talk about it is in four days, not in the moment of the fight. Who the F is bringing up the actual – so you can talk about it after the fight and say, let's talk about this in the future, but then the person that actually brings it up in the future is the emotional labour person. Would that be correct? Well, yeah, I reckon when I think about emotional labour, my thinking about what it means to me in my life would be basically my whole past nine-year relationship. I feel like I was. It the, was emotional. I, no, labor. I feel like I was the like, I was the one doing the hard labor. But what is it to me? It was um, thoughtful things like remember to call your mum for her birthday and doing things like making him be. Remember imp- to call your mum. It's just called common sense. But just being in contact, like being almost like a bit of a, a linchpin, not just for his emotional, not just for my emotional connections with my um, extended, you know, friends and family, but also on behalf of him as well. Right. I feel like I was the person often, and it doesn't sound like that much to remember to get a birthday no, that's card funny. for somebody, but no. when you're constantly, I think the the goalie or you're the you're the person constantly, and if it goes through. You know, to the, if you're not there, it goes through to the keeper. So knowing that the onus is completely on your shoulders to do all of that kind of, I don't know, like life a, stuff, life yeah, stuff yeah. beyond your personal day to day, anything exterior to what you're doing in your day and what you're eating and you're doing for work. I'll be the I'll be the person that thinks of everything else. Yeah. Okay. In terms of your connections with your family, friends, what we're even doing on the weekend or where we're eating freaking dinner. So essentially their PA for their emotional 
stability in relationships. Yeah, and that's how I that's well that was how I felt a lot of the time in that relationship. Okay, well let's talk to Nikki herself. This is strange because at the beginning of most of the the podcast that we're doing together with Marie Claire, we hear Nikki's voice at the beginning of the show like almost like the queen, the word of the, you know, good word of the god. Or, well, actually, yeah. well, she is that. That's right. And now you're in the studio with us. Welcome, Nikki. Hello. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. Now I'm just going to no, be it's, normal. It's oh, not good without my studio voice. It's not I mean, disappointing, but it was, it was, a, it's a weird, it's a, a different introduction today. We love both shades of you. We yes. love like the boss bitch, you know, <laughs> sitting there, you know, as you type out your letter, but we also love this version of you, the actual real-life Nikki The real-life version. I know where I'll probably just sit here and bitch about my family life. <laughs> well, let's, okay, so. I will unload. When you heard our definitions, how, I mean, is there a technical definition or do you think that it varies from couple to couple or relationship to relationship? I think it probably does vary, but Gemma Hartley, who wrote the book Fed Up, and she's the one that did this whole article, I think it was about a year ago, about emotional labour, and apparently it went viral Mm because everyone just got so into it and Mm -hmm. related. But her definition, which I relate to, is that sort of unseen work that everybody does. So to keep the family going along. So like you said before, remembering to, you know, get the mother-in-law's present when it's actually his mm-hmm. mother. Um, family presence, not just the cleaning up. It's not just domestic stuff. It's all the other stuff that you have to do. So appoint dentist appointments, um, taking them to soccer, picking them up, reminding them about, you know, some other appointment that's going on. So it's all the stuff where you, literally your head explodes mm. and the thing is they don't necessarily see it. And I think that's the thing, and she says it in her book, that guys don't actually see it. So she's specifically talking about men. She is talking about men. So she's talking about that traditional family thing where relationship, male, female, Mm -hmm. couple of kids. Which in a same sex marriage could essentially be a more, the more, the more uh, masculine energy, I suppose. Yeah. Whether you're a chick or a bloke. Yeah. You know, and it could also be the opposite Mm. if you're in a relationship, a hetero relationship, but you just happen to be the more masculine energy yeah. as a female it could still work yeah. that way well she i mean i think what she was saying is that women for generations and it transcends all cultures that bit by bit year by year chore by chore they just take on more mm. and before they know it they go the men go okay or you know that that partner mm. go okay you can do it you're better at this you're much better at this and so then before you know it you've taken on everything and it is too much because t- because typically because typically, um, you know, again, this is a generalisation, but you would think women or that more feminine energies we spoke about in some kind of partnership would actually be better at remembering those kind of things. I think that's part of the reason, I don't know, you, you forget sometimes that we're such different creatures in the way that our mm. minds and our emotions kind of work. Typically, we would be better at remembering all of those million and one things, well, but that doesn't mean we should be doing it. But, that, but exactly. I don't think, and I think that's a very big that's a, it's the majority, but I, that's why I was getting at the different points and the different roles you can play. Mm. I don't think it is just gender, even though I'm sure her studies and research and work is on that. Because in my relationship, I think if anyone, we don't have so much that someone is a, is a crazy standout, but if anyone is too prone to head towards that, um, that being that person, the person that kind of picks up the cracks mm. is my husband, mm. more so than me. Um, Do you know which what? I find is quite interesting. Oh, absolutely. 
And we were saying this actually on the floor when we were doing the story that so many people have different examples Mm. of it. I mean, for me, I'm a little bit more typical and I do tend to take it up. And it's also because Andrew will will walk into – see, I've outed him. He will walk into (laughs) the, you know, living room and there will be stuff all over the floor and I'll go, where did the mess come from? And he'll go, what mess? Mm, Like he just – he actually – he's not being funny and it's not intentional and I can't really take it out on him. He just doesn't see it. So, I mean, maybe it's my problem for – for being so particular on these things, and you do have to let go. Like I you think, do. and I think as well, it's maybe not that he necessarily doesn't see it, but he doesn't see it as an issue. Like this morning, yeah. for example, I came back from a swim at the beach, kind of got dumped really, and had seaweed all over me. And I came <laughs> in the cat in, and I wasn't planning to go for a swim, so I was in like my bike shorts and whatever. So I kind of took off my clothes and then sat on a cushion on the couch. Now I sat on a cushion because I thought. At least I'm not on the couch because that, you know, seaweed will get on the couch. Because I know my husband's going to say something about it. He comes out, he's like, how the fuck are you sitting on the cushion? And I was like, oh, I didn't sit on the couch. So he comes out with a towel. And it's just also a different headspace. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it. I thought I was doing something that was actually. Was actually good. Yeah. And, and he like, saw it as totally and different. And he said, yeah. it's just sensible. And I was like. According to you, yeah, you know, like <laughs> this cushion is a buffer to the leather couch. I think that is sensible. I mean, I think it depends probably on the quality of the cushion. If you were talking a nice sixty-dollar cushion from Freedom, I'd be pissed. And I know I've honed in on yeah, a very, I know I've honed in on a very small story, but I suppose that is also this ability of yeah. these different standards of where we sit, and then and then I think society putting pressure on women to have standards in certain places, even if they may not. If they really ask themselves, really give a fuck, somehow mm. you find yourself mm. in that role. Yeah. And I look, I do think that things shift when kids come into the picture yeah. as well mm. because, uh, look, when we were just a couple, it was fine. Yeah. Like those sort of things, those little nuances and little tasks and annoyances didn't actually worry me as much. But as soon as kids come to the picture because there's so much more complication and things mm. you've got to remember that – you almost feel like you're at capacity and you cannot do any more. And then you think, okay, well, what if I didn't do it? Okay, so I go away for two weeks, right? I'll go overseas or 10 days. And then I go, okay, well, let's just see how things go. And mm-hmm. he's he's like, it's absolutely perfectly fine. We're really, really happy without you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be too happy, Andrew. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Andrew. Pretend and be so I go to the kids, so, you know, did you actually eat at all over the last 10 days? You know, was there food? Was there lunch? You know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, there are a few days where we miss lunch. And so I'm there stewing, going, yeah. He thinks that's probably okay, but they were laughing about it. They didn't care. Mm. But, you know, that's the thing. It's just not top of mind. And mm. I and I feel like I would probably never let that happen. Having yeah. said that, of course I have let that happen. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, hello, yeah. not mother yeah. of the year. Trust no, me. but you're more likely to see Lean that. that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Whereas yeah, he yeah. – I brought it up with him and he just started laughing. But do you reckon the lounge room, do you reckon the lounge room, the things that get up your goat are because of all the other things? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I wonder I never, if- I never think it's about the seaweed cushion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's never about leaving the plate out. But I want to know, Nikki, do you reckon once there's once there's been a dynamic that's been set, can you ever go back? Because it's interesting mm. where you go, when it was just mm. us in our relationship, mm. we were fine and the dynamic changes once you have kids, things get more complex. You each lean in and lean out of roles, mm-hmm. you know, in that kind of setup. And I feel like 
the longer it goes on, the harder it is to kind of change those habits or go backwards to what it was like when there weren't children. Yeah. Have you ever gone through a process where maybe you've tried to work back at, hey, I'm doing too much, can, can you take a bit of this burden off of me? I mean, you know, you always have those arguments. But then he points out what he does and then I realise that I haven't seen it. Mm. So, you know, yeah. I, I have to slip in some slack on that because he's there, I'm like, I'm doing the pool. Luckily, we've just got a pool, which needs a lot of work, trust me. And then, you know, all the other stuff as well. Then you go, okay, I I understand it. But the thing is that women do take on, they do take on that emotional burden Mm. and that's all there is to it, all the different things to remember. And it 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 is really tough sometimes. Do you think it's because the emotional is less visible than the, the physical? You know, if a, if a Absolutely. man, but if somebody that, I'm not saying a man, but if the other person in the relationship is, whether it be your husband or whether it be Stace, whoever is in yeah. the more practical, the doing is easier to see and more tangible yeah. to be like, well, I did ABC. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing. And you can really clearly mark it, but for, you know, what the stuff that I do, you know, and when I think about what I do in the morning while he's having a shower, you know, it's like, getting their stuff ready for school, packing their school bags, getting the recess and lunch worked out, getting their breakfast. Mm. The kids is a game changer. And that it is a game changer. I totally agree. And that's when you just go, well, that's what I'm, that's, that's what I just have to do because otherwise it probably won't get done. But then his point is, well, if a lot of it doesn't get done, they can do it. They learned, they need to learn to do it. So step away. Mm. And you know what? He's right. Mm. And the thing is, women do need to, I think, step away. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Before they get to the fed up stage, you know, but it is it's difficult because you think okay, it's just not get you know it's not because it is the emotional. It's not just packing the lunch, is it? It's making sure your child is fed. Yeah, correct. So there's that emotional connection. It's not just going to the two dollar shop on your coffee break to buy a card. It's your mother in law needs to feel celebrated on her birthday. Like it's that emotional, that deeper level, right? Correct. And also, you know, the basic thing of wanting to feed your children. You know, Mm. wanting to make sure. Whereas he's like. Don't don't sweat it. They'll skip a meal. They'll survive, and they will. But it's just that you know you have that basic need, and you're right. It is an emotional thing. But maybe we just take it on too much. Well, I think I, I think when we're trying to then harness this equality within our relationships, it's important to be able to identify this stuff because I do I do think it's going to be interesting as I've spoken about what's going on in my house, the change will happen once we introduce children, is that if you are literally feeding them out of your breast, there is a really good chance that you're going to continue to feel mm. compelled to continue to feed them in a different way that the, your partner who didn't feed them like that. You're going to have very different roles and I think they're going to be, as you've said, and and they are much um, more kind of um, not segregated is the word, but defined, mm. you know, and mm. and that sometimes isn't always up to you with where you fall naturally. And mm. 
But then in this day and age, we are equal everywhere outside of that. So then you, it's really, it must be really frustrating for you and for women that feel that those parts of me, I don't think about at work. I don't see myself as that. And, and actually ourselves getting in our own way of that. But then if it comes so naturally, it's not an easy thing to do. I know. And I think that you're right. The problem is, well, not problem. The great thing is that women now work. So if you think about your mums well, quite naturally, or your, grand, your grandparents, yeah. and my mum did eventually work, but not for like 10 years when we were all growing up. And so therefore it, it was a very kind of, you know, classic 60s, 70s role taking. And even though she's quite a feminist, it was just it like was that. Yeah, it was yeah. simpler and she didn't have the full-time job. So now it is that different layer of complication because mm. women are working even if it's part-time it doesn't mm. matter it's still a lot to think about because then you've got all of the work stresses as well mm. and I do think it's compounded in recent years which is why these books are and these essays are resonating because mm. women are getting a little bit fed up and more of them are taking well, it they're on. taking on more work more stuff but then those things aren't changing mm. so then out of that essay and the, and the stuff that you've covered in the mag and the book um, by Gemma Hartley, fed up. Like, what were some of the takeouts? Were there was there advice? Were there yeah, different different? How does she help? Yeah, yeah, but seriously, what what was the approach? Because obviously, it's recognised that it's a thing. It's a problem that exists in different ways mm. in different relationships. I mean, were there uh, kind of ways that that she advised to kind of how to? Yeah. Well, I think the thing is to point it out as mm. well as much as you can, um, because you know, like she says, they don't see it. So that's always a good thing. But without, you know, the trouble is then you sound like the massive nags. So well, you've got I was to be just, careful and, with that. Can I read the front line of her book? She says, in the ultra viral article, women aren't nags. We're just fed up. So it started as article. Yeah. Gemin Hartley gave much needed voice to the frustration anger so many women feel every day because of that title. Mm, I know. That's exactly right. So it's, it's, it's happening everywhere. That's the mm. thing. But I suppose if you do tell them about it, you step away. You try and be not as hard up about certain things, which actually I am getting better at, I've mm. got to say. That anxiety level, I'm just walking away from it, going, it's just not a problem. And do you feel better Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I've been actually working on it, I've got to say, because I do think the problem could be mine as well, mm. you know, that anxiety that builds up from so much stuff to do. That, And if you do let some of it go, like it's – the world's not going to collapse. Mm. You know, you've got to just focus on the stuff that's really important, mm. you know, like, well, I think feeding your kids, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. And Ooh, sitting yeah, on cushions yeah, yeah. with seaweed yeah, yeah. bus, yeah. definitely <laughs> top never, of the I'll priority. You would never. Legit have a Seriously. I couldn't make it up. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, the thing is that all of her, all of the, you know, the how-tos, et cetera, they do, to me, sound really good in theory, but I I wonder how much in practice they really work. It is something that we all have to think about. I think as well um, we put a lot of pressure on our relationships to be the ones to work it out. I think if we do sometimes have the ability, which is really hard, particularly if you're a working mum, to sit and try and step up um, is what I'm trying to say above the situation and you see that we the things we've just spoken about is there are cultural differences there's mm. it's a shift in feminism there's a shift in the way we live lives compared to where we started off as natural human beings you start to take a little bit pressure off what's actually under your own roof and start to think about practical solutions to try and shift it as a team I think we often the first thing whether you've got kids or not is to put a lot of pressure on 
you, it, you both of you like you're not doing this you're not doing mm. this and often it's not it could be coming from pressure that's is from not within your relationship. Just It's just life. Yeah. It's just the way that's turned out. And we were taught certain things, but we're living certain things. Yeah, absolutely. You and know? the worst thing is the blame game, you know. Mm. Like you just so can't easy to help do it. Oh, it's so it's easy. And I think you do it with everything. Everyone does yeah. it. No, you're not doing this. And then everyone's got a different perspective. And you've just got to listen to that other perspective. Because sometimes when I'm in a better mood yeah. and I'm more relaxed and I do listen to it, I go, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. That and makes really sense. Listen listen too. Yeah. That I know the difference between my listen, my trying to listen, and my oh yeah. listen. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like these levels and the oh, Do you know what? Always, it's really uh, good. Accessible. <laughs> it's good to talk about it on a Friday. I was going to say, what's it? I'm a real practical Don't do girl, it on a Monday so night. how's that? Yeah, right. Yeah, during then, the week. But have you learned that? But have you learned that the hard way? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. But the you know patterns. what? If you do go out for dinner and have a couple of glasses of wine and talk about it, then it's so much better. Okay. Mudgee, you're back to square one by Monday and there's, you know, egg on the floor. But, you know, you, it does help. It definitely helps to talk about it and not do that finger pointing. I'm getting a sense, though, that it can never, you know, it might never be a solved issue forever, like a tick box kind of thing. Like there will no. be constant things that will, you know, that you probably have a different value system of, you know, the, the kid's lunch, for example, or the the cushion that, you know, that it will be a, 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 an evolving and a constant conversation yeah, between think, your partner. I think you're right. It's a constant conversation and also telling them, you know, pointing things out. And, you know, likewise for him to me as well. I think it's just sort of that real sort of clarity and transparency that needs to happen. But look, at it, as you can see, I mean, everyone resonates with it. So it's obviously, you know, a completely universal problem yeah. and issue. So I, I, I wish I did have an answer. I do think, though, that maybe the younger generations coming through might be better at it. And I don't. I think more men are getting involved in all of that stuff. And well, I think there's just a bit more conversation. Yeah, I, I think, think so. It's a little bit. You have. I mean, for me at the moment, I like I'm talking about things like that before I get into a relationship. You know, people are aware of what they want now. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people got in and then figured it out. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. I do think that you know, men are kind of coming through. They want to get more involved with the parent, you know, with the parenting mm. and the children. I mean, not that my husband doesn't. No, let me tell no, you, yeah, he's yeah. he's probably been there a lot longer more than I have actually because yeah. I'll be on deadlines and things like that. But there's a difference between being there and being actually present. I yeah. think, and, and I think it's a big, it's a different beginning. It's not, yeah. you know, you, absolutely. You guys have got it sorted, but I think it's a, and you're continuing to sort it as you say. But I think obviously you guys learnt it on the roll. I think yeah. now people may be a little bit more educated at the beginning of it absolutely so they might be able to catch some stuff that and I, I mean think. hopefully workplaces will help too so that you know men get more of that flexi time because yeah. they can't at the moment you know it's they incredible. are yeah there are realities it's really yeah. it, there's yeah. realities and yeah. that's the thing if you can work out that balance particularly with work um, and men can feel quite confident to go in and say, look, hey, I need to have this afternoon off for it's, this. And, look, and I'm hoping that is happening. I feel yeah, like that is happening. It's yeah. got to come, but it's got to, I think it, mm. I think it's got to come from employers, but I think it's got to also come from men demanding it as mm. well. You know, like, cause the always shift happens when people start asking questions. You know, I, I think employers often, not always, but will wait until they feel like they've got a nudge to go somewhere before they actually have to do things that make things flexible for them. 
their staff as opposed to flexible for them. And and I, I think there's a lot of great employees out there that are probably shifting it, but there's not mm-hmm. many. I know a girlfriend of mine, um, I know her husband looks at it as a real different experience for him to ask his boss for part-time or flexible hours. or And I know he often says, it's just not my job, but it certainly isn't hers, you know, mm. like, and it's just an interesting thing. I think it does start from that, that real sense of, I can ask for this. Yeah. I should be able to. I does want he think to. that his boss is going to think badly? Yeah, of because him. he's a bloke. And, and he's not a team up. player. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and I'm like, stuff. welcome yeah. to the fucking club. That's what every, every yeah. other woman's mm. thinking. But at the same time, he then thinks, well, but you, they have to understand it from you. Mm. It's discrimination if not. Mm. Whereas for me, it's looked upon, it's still uncomfortable and very hard. And that's what I was saying. It's important, I think, to push through that because otherwise nothing's ever going to change. No, I totally agree. And, and I what? really do think it's up to that sort of, you know, generation coming through. I mean, to millennial it. millennial dads are now, what, 36 mm. years old? So, you know, it's we're now talking even Gen Z, but I do think that they are actually getting better at it. And I've even seen it just on the floor here at, you know, mm. at yeah, work. I agree with that, yeah. And they're much more aware and they're taking it on. So it will eventually, you know, we're talking first world. Yeah. Um, you know, it will eventually peter out or at least, you know, the imbalance. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. You know what? I'd like to really throw something on the top. I'm no Gemma Hartley that's written this book on it. However, just a simple thank you every now and then would be nice. Yeah. Like from point. both sides. Yeah. Just from point. doing little things. Thanks for doing that. And it makes, you know, it doesn't feel, as laboursome if that there's is somebody just to be like such a good point yeah mm. that's that was really nice of you to think of that thank you that thanks for reminding me I would have forgot or just like, thanks mm. for yeah. dinner yeah yeah you know yeah. when you get handed a thing yeah yeah, yeah a, a thing pretty. is the right word for my my meals <laughs> <laughs> but when they're cooked for you take what you can get thanks for that thing oh seriously I could get toast and I'm like I don't have to cook like this excellent yeah. an excellent deal here boiled egg oh, yeah, yeah. bring it on pre-made I do about 10 on a Sunday so even if you take this fucking thing the off the shell yeah exactly or, I'm a, or a you foods in the microwave <laughs> oh Nikki thank you oh, if well you, thanks girls if you do want to read the book and um, get annoyed before you get relieved because I think it could be quite triggering for many people. Fed Up by Gemma Hartley um, is available at all good bookstores and we'll put the um, the link in our show notes. Good idea. No, it is a really good read and you're right, you do get fed up when you read it. Like it, it, it boils within mm, you mm. but then there are, you know, really good ways of kind of calming it and realising that you just need to talk about it. Brilliant. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks, girls. Thanks, Thinker Girls. (laughs) This has been a co-production between the Thinker Girls and Marie Claire. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.